So if you've got your Bibles, you want to read along with us, Matthew chapter 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to read in these two places in just a little bit. We're going to begin in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Again, we'll begin in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and then we'll move over to the book of Matthew chapter 18. I have to, to say the word very slowly because I can't say the word very clearly. Vulnerable. I have to say that. When I get I get tongue-twied and I start saying that. But I want you to understand that there is value in being vulnerable. I want you to listen to that. There is value in being vulnerable. When I say that, remember that that word vulnerable means you are defenseless. That, that's very important for we read in these scriptures this morning is it's not a safe place to be and I don't want to mislead you in that. But what is the result of being in a defenseless place or situation? Where does your dependency turn upon? Now I want to read, if I can, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And I want to begin reading in the 7th verse. Paul talks about this thorn in the flesh. Remember, he was defenseless. He couldn't take care of the problem himself. 2 Corinthians 12 and 7. Listen. I should be exalted above measure through the abundance abundance of the revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Listen to what Paul's talking about. He said God gave him this thorn in the flesh. So we know that there was a, a, a pain that was there. He said, given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan buffeted me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Remember, when you are vulnerable, you are defenseless. You are weakened. For he said, For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. You know what the word infirmity means? I will glory in my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Our life sometimes is filled with burdens. Maybe times in our life that we are defenseless. But God is very good, and matter of fact, more than capable of balancing that out. Just because we have weaknesses does not mean God cannot compensate for that. And we're going to talk about this in a minute. If you are vulnerable, and you are defenseless, what you are saying is that you are opening yourself up to this idea that you have opened up to the idea that you expose yourself to pain. That's what it means to be vulnerable. You have to admit weaknesses. You have to admit wrong. You have to admit fault. That's not something that we naturally do, but it also means that you open yourself up for now that's not a, that's something we want to talk about. We don't want to talk about how we hurt in life, but what we're going to see is is that in accordance to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and even in the book of Matthew chapter 18 and some other places, it's in our weaknesses that God says, "I am going to protect you from the hurt that you are experiencing or the hurt that you have." For some reason there's this macho idea and 
I don't know that I really have any kind of statistic to prove it, but usually young males are probably very strong, that they're not vulnerable to anything, that they can overcome themselves. But the truth is, every one of us have a weakness in our life. My Achilles heel and your Achilles heel might be two different things. But we all have areas we are defenseless. Defenseless meaning there's areas that we cannot protect ourselves. There's areas that we are susceptible to some kind of a hurt. We are susceptible to these things that we have in our life. But we, we all get this idea that, that, God, uh, that God cannot. But folks, the truth this morning is God can protect you in a time of weakness in your life. Where do you turn to in your moments of weakness? Where do you turn to when you are vulnerable and you are defenseless and you are exposing yourself to hurt? Where do you turn? Now, I don't, I don't think it's going to take a lot of obvious observations. Folks, the world is turning everywhere to feel the needs in their life. There are some salesmen good enough, they can sell a, a heater to a person that lives on the equator. They're good. They make you think that you need something, but the truth is, it's the wrong thing you need in life. May you understand this morning that when you are defenseless, that there is a world out there that will tell you you need this, this, or this, but the truth is, folks, we need Jesus. In all of our weaknesses, He is sufficient. That's why we read to you in the book of 2 Corinthians how that His strength is, uh, in our weaknesses, when His strength is going to manifest itself. David said this in Psalm. Don't have to turn now. I'll read it to you. Psalm 71 and 7. He said, I am as a wonder to many, but thou art my strong refuge. David knew that people was watching him as the king. David knew that. And what David wanted to find out was, God, I want people to know that my strength is not of myself, but my strength comes from you. That's what David was talking about, that, that you realize is that your strength is going to come from God. I believe there's only one person that's ever walked this earth that was invulnerable, if you will. And that was Christ. Every one of us, the rest of us, we are susceptible, if you will, this morning to all kinds of things. So let's go to the Second Corinthians chapter 12. And let me skip down to that 7th verse. Unless, he said, I shall be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. He had a problem and he had pain. We're often given advice in our world today that it's okay to be vulnerable, but where do you go to feel that defenseless or that need that you have in your life? He said, there was given unto me uh, a thorn in the flesh. He said, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Paul said this, God, I've got something in my life that's hurting. You don't have to tell me anything. Let me ask you this. Is there any time in your life that you've ever hurt? Has there ever been a time in your life when there was something hurting in you or around you or about you? But the question is, we are defenseless in that, but what do we do about that defenselessness? This happens so often in so many aspects of our life when, when we're missing in one area, what do we replace it with and how do we replace it? And the truth is, it's not so much that it needs to be replaced. God just needs to give us the wisdom and understanding to see things through His eyes. For He said, I sought the Lord thrice, He said, that it might depart from me. 
And notice what God begins to tell him here. God's going to help him with his thorn. You know what? You and I today, we just want to say, God, can you just remove the thorn? God said, no, I want you to know that I'm going to go with you through this pain you're going through. And he, talking about God, said unto me, my grace is sufficient for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You know, I believe this this morning, that God does not always remove things, but He gives us the strength to be able to endure those and keep going. That's what God is talking about, how that He said, my grace is sufficient. Is there anybody here this morning that would say that God has disappointed you? I know it's sometimes in our life we may think, God, you've let me down, or God, you've made a mistake, but that's the flesh. But the truth is this morning, we all have to say, we have never been disappointed by God. Man may disappoint us, but God is not. When we talk about the value of being vulnerable, that just means if you've got a weakness, where do you go for that weakness? Do you depend on the world or your friends or your circle of people? And by the way, those are appropriate in their own place. But Jesus is saying, more than anything else, you need my grace. You need my grace. And the truth is, for every one of us that is here this morning in church, we all are in need of God's grace in our life. For we all have pains. But there's value in that being vulnerable. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. In Matthew chapter 18, it's about the sheep that wanders away. And when that sheep wanders away, very susceptible and defenseless. But Christ is going to seek after those that have needs in their life. And here's the good news. I'm going to tell you right now, if you've got a need, Christ already knows about it. He's going to seek after you because He wants to provide what you need. I've already told you here in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, He wants to give you grace. For He says, My grace is sufficient. God never explained to Paul why things the way they were. You know what God did for Paul? He said, let's get through this together. You know, sometimes we want that explanation. Lord, tell me why this is the way it is. And God did not say, you've got a thorn in the flesh because... And there's even a lot of speculation. What is this? Is it eyesight or what was his problem? But Paul had a problem and God didn't say, this is what's happening and why. God just said, my grace is going to be sufficient for you. But he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. Do you believe today that God is strong enough? Do you believe today that God is strong enough to protect you when you are defenseless? Every one of us right now ought to say, Yes! God, when I'm weak and I'm defenseless and I am vulnerable, you can protect me. Can I go ahead and tell you something I believe you already know? God can protect you better than you can protect yourself. But you must surrender to God saying, God, you are the protector in my life. God, you are the one that must take care of these things. But folks, that is much easier said than done. Because when we are defenseless and we are vulnerable, then we, we don't want to admit those things. We don't want to say that, that, that we have a need in our life because when we open that up, then we become a place in our life where we are susceptible to pain. Folks, let me tell you something. There's two places I believe you can be vulnerable. See, in Christ and in the church, which is a representation of Christ. I love it when we come to church that we can bear our burdens, not to display to the entire world, but we can bear our burdens because we understand, even in our own selves, what these battles are. 
And listen to what he talks about. He says, my strength is, uh, he says, my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in weakness. I believe you can see and understand this morning that the thorn in his flesh that he experienced, it definitely changed his character and what his dependence on God was. In the book of Matthew chapter 18, if you will, Jesus is going to compare himself to that very shepherd that's after the defenseless, vulnerable sheep. Now you and I might say this this morning. If a person is 99% accurate, or if something is 99% successful, let's just leave it alone and don't mess with it. Folks, God cares about every single one. Now some may tell you that you're placed on this earth and you don't have any chance to go to heaven, folks. He cares about every single one. Every single one, for he leaves the 99. Let's go ahead and read this. Matthew chapter 12, and uh, excuse me, 18 and verse 12 says this. How think ye, if a man have a hundred and sheep, and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains? By the way, not into the easy parts, but into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? You and I would just say, well, if the sheep's gone into the mountains, we're just going to leave it alone. Either nature's going to run its course or that sheep's going to run back. He said, no, I can find that sheep. By the way, it's not about Jesus knowing where the sheep is. It's about him seeking after a defenseless sheep. The sheep wander away from the fold. They're defenseless. They're vulnerable. But Jesus goes to seek after because he wants to provide. Let's read on. He goeth into the mountains and seeketh to that which has gone astray. And if so, be that he find it. Verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine that went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. The answer with a great, 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 great deal of emphasis is will he leave the 91 to go seek after one to provide their needs because they are defenseless and vulnerable? Yes. When I say that there is value in being vulnerable, what that means is, folks, if you have a need in your life and you lower your guard, not to let the world in, but you let Jesus in. Did you hear what I said? You let your guard down, not to let the world in or the people in your life in, but you have to let your guard down to let Jesus in. If you're ever going to seek the Lord to get saved, you know what you got to do? You got to lower your guard and say, yes, I am susceptible to harm. I am, I am very vulnerable to danger. But you know what, Lord? You are the one that needs to enter in. This morning, have you ever opened up your heart and just said, Lord, I need you in my life? Have you ever just let your guard down instead of trying to defend yourself, instead of trying to, to fight the battles on your own, just say, God, this is your battle. And he said, will he not leave the ninety and the nine and go after the one? He is the good shepherd. And I believe the good shepherd cares for his sheep. Do not think for one moment on this earth that God does not care about you. He cares about every single one. He cares about every person and every deed that that person does. That's why he, he, he cares about, he wants to dot every I and cross every T. That's why he talks about that, that one small thing is important to God. That's why he even said that if you break one letter of the law, you're guilty of all of it. One small thing means a lot to God. You may think that you're in a small place or you're a small person. You may even think this morning that you are irrelevant. But know this, 
when you become defenseless, Jesus is searching after you. Are you going to let him in? He comes knocking at that heart's door. He's seeking after you. He wants to be a part of your life. But are we going to let him in? The value in being vulnerable is we, we know that we have a need in Christ. We're going to let you be that one that we need in our life. For he, That's what he's talking about in the 12th, the 13th, and the 14th verse. It talks about how that, that God places an immense value on every single soul. Can I tell you something this morning? I pray that you already know that Christ puts a high value on every single soul. You may think that you're irrelevant to God, but He left the 90 and the 9. He could have said, I want to be 99% successful. He said, no. He said, I care about every single one. People get in this pity party sometimes that nobody cares. And you know what? That might be a true statement. Let's just, let's just give in to that. Maybe that's true, but I can tell you one I know cares. Jesus cares. He loves you. He cares for you. He cares for you enough not only to give you an invitation, but enough He cares about you to seek after you when you are defenseless. The sheep is exposed to the wolf. The sheep is exposed to all kinds of predators. And Jesus knows that. The good shepherd knows that there's a need out there. So He's seeking after those that are hurting Aren't you glad today to know? I love the idea that, that we proclaim that, that the church is a hospital for the hurting. We come to a place and we all let our guards down. We are vulnerable. But I'll tell you this, there's nobody better to be vulnerable in front of than the church. Because we understand, much like David did, he wanted people to see God. Much like John the Baptist did, he wanted to see Christ. Folks, if you are vulnerable in a true New Testament church, there is nobody going to come in and try to be your Savior. They're going to point you to the one that really is your Savior. And that's Jesus Christ. Today, notice what's happening that Jesus is talking about that there's a, a, a great deal of defenseless people that are out there. He said He left the 99, one after the one, and that's not to give you a percentage of things. What He's saying is every single one is important. But notice what He even goes on to say. <coughs> you read the rest of that verse. He says, He goeth to the mountain to seek it, and He shall be found it. Verily I say to you, He rejoiceth more of that sheep than the 99 that which not astray. Folks, I believe today that it's not just a, a minor victory. I believe he's excited and I believe he rejoices greatly when you let him in. Why? Because if, if you and I today, we get to a point in our life when we are vulnerable, then we have to realize is that we are susceptible to the armies and the evils and the predators that are out there. But what happens when we let Christ protect us? Do you think that there's anybody in any form, in any fashion that can destroy you and knock you out of the hands of God? Absolutely not. And that's what Jesus teaches us is that He rejoices in that. And you know, Jesus had gone through a time where they were criticizing Him for, for who He was with and that He dined with sinners and that He was in the midst of the tax collectors and the sinners. But aren't you glad today that He goes to those that are hurting and those that are defenseless and He offers them a line of protection in their life? You know what, this morning what we need more than anything else is Christ in our life that He might provide the things that we stand in need of. In the book of Psalms, I want to turn back and read for just a minute. Psalms chapter 139. How much does God know about you? How much does God know about me? Psalms 139 and verse 1 says this, O Lord, Thou hast 
searched me and known me. Are you seeing the word searched? Are you seeing how that he is seeking? He's exposing. He's offering a line of defense. For thou knowest my down sending of mine uprightness and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassest my path with my lying down. Thou art acquainted with all my ways. Listen to what the psalmist is saying. He said, I am susceptible. I am vulnerable. I am defenseless. And God, you know it. You know what else about God I love? What's amazing? He knows when we are defenseless, even when we think we are safe. Has anybody ever accidentally left your door unlocked and you thought it was? You know, as far as you were concerned, you were secure. You know what? With God, there is no accidents or anything that happens he didn't know about it. He knows when we are defenseless. And you know what? It's okay if there's, uh, as long as there's no predator in the neighborhood. But I can tell you this, if there's a predator after some kind of a prey, God already knows about both of them. You know what God's doing? God says, I know that there's predators and I know that there's prey. And God knows that there's one that's seeking and there's one that's being sought. I don't think this is a secret. But folks, hell is searching and devouring people by the day. And today God is desiring to protect you from hell itself. He desires for you not to be defenseless. He desires for you to do things in accordance to the Scripture. And that's what He's talking about here in Psalms 139. For let's read the fourth verse. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it all together. God knows everything about us. God knows everything that we stand in need of. God knows all about what's going on in our life. And we must depend on Him to provide the things that we stand in need of. But it's important that we understand that Jesus had a reason for leaving the ninety and the nine. Well, let's turn over, if we will, to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19 Let's skip down to the 10th verse. Jesus had a purpose. He had a reason. Jesus didn't come down to this earth just to give us a time that we could have what we know as Christmas. I believe that he came to do some seeking. Luke 19 and 10 says this. For the Son of Man. Now we're talking about the humanity of Christ. Not the Son of God. The Son of Man is come to seek. Aren't you glad there's not a period right there that God's just seeking us? I want you to know today that God came to this earth for a reason. And that was to save us. For to seek and to save that which is lost. Folks, salvation is free to you and to me, but it costs God His only begotten Son. There's value in being vulnerable. When God saw that human race was defenseless, against the greatest predator of all, death. We're defenseless. What does that mean? You can do nothing about it. Is there anybody that wants to stand up today and say, you can stop death? Not one of us. Jesus did not stop death, but He gave us the victory over it. Paul did not get his thorn removed. He just got the strength to endure it. Folks, we need to stop looking for the removal and look for the victory. 
That God said, I'm going to see you through it. My grace is sufficient. Listen to what he said. For the Son of Man is coming to save and to seek that which is lost. God talks about in His humility. He left heaven. He come down to a, a very vulnerable human mankind. A very defenseless mankind that we couldn't take care of ourselves. And God said, I'm going to give you, He said, that He began to seek and to save that which is lost. Do you think, when you study that word seek, do you think that God was non-passionately looking for people that were defenseless? No. He was searching and He was searching diligently. When He left the ninety and the nine and He went after the one, I've already told you, He went into the mountains. He went into the thicket. He went into the woods knowing that He was going to look and He was going to look intently. Folks, can I tell you this? <laughs> when God searches, He's going to find. Where on this earth can God's eyes not see? There's a little place of land right there in the corner of Carroll County that, man, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Folks, God's eyes are right here in this place too. What about when you get in your car and you're driving down the road and all of a sudden the road goes from pavement to tar and gravel to all of a sudden it's gravel. You think you're out in the middle of nowhere. Folks, God's eyes are right there on you too. What about when you're in your basement and you're in the garden or you're in a plane or you're out in the cornfield somewhere? Folks, God's eyes are everywhere. And God is watching. He's seeing. He knows when you are defenseless and He is seeking. I think about when a plane goes down or a ship gets lost. Well, we really can send out a search party seeking. And we all just cross our fingers and say a prayer. Lord, let them find. Let them find. And... Sadly enough, a lot of times they don't find anything. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. What would it be like if God sent Jesus down to this earth for people that were in need? And we just had to cross our fingers, Lord, I just hope you can find them. Folks, there's no fingers crossed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows exactly where you are. The Holy Spirit knows that you're defenseless. The Holy Spirit knows that you have a thorn in your flesh. The Holy Spirit knows that you've got a weakness in your life. But the Holy Spirit is seeking you and desiring that you would surrender to God. And folks, when you surrender to God, He will take care of you. And that's what He says here, for the Son of Man has come to seek he loves us enough that He's seeking after us for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. God loves us. He seeks after us. He protects us. He wants to protect us. He desires to protect us. He, he has a longing to give us what we cannot give to ourselves. You are vulnerable today. I don't know what capacity. Maybe you're lost and you're vulnerable to hell. Maybe you're saved. And that opens up a whole different wide perspective. You are defenseless in a lot of ways. Let God provide your protection in life. Let God give you what you need. For God, He said, begin to seek that which is lost. Man, He had a purpose, did He not? It's like the old song says, there's a reason that Jesus passed by. There's a reason Jesus came to this earth. And that is to provide the things that we cannot provide for ourselves. I believe that Jesus was a great teacher. I believe He was a great physician. But more than any of the other titles you can give Him, He is our Redeemer. He is our Redeemer. He's the bread of life. 
He's a fountain of, uh, of, of everlasting uh, that we will never thirst again. He provides us with things that we cannot provide ourselves. And in the very beginning, I want to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 for just a minute. Excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul said this. He said, there was a thorn in the flesh. He said, I was hurting. He said, it began to buffet me. And you know what that word buffet just means, don't you? It's beating me down. And I, I don't know how many of you can relate to being beaten. But you just get tired and weak because you cannot stop it from happening. If you are vulnerable today and you're defenseless, you cannot stop some things from happening but are you depending upon Christ to provide it? For I'm going to continue to read. For this thing, I besought the Lord thrice three times that it might depart from me. Lord, can you just explain it? Could you just remove it? And the Lord said himself, not through a messenger, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, he said, Notice what he, he got to that point of surrender. He said, most gladly, therefore I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Are you depending on him this morning to provide what you need? Are you going to walk out of these doors to the church today? Very vulnerable. It's susceptible. Susceptible to the evil and the sinful things of the world. They're waiting to devour you. Folks, there's a world out there that will devour you with so many beliefs, doctrines, and ideas that they are just waiting for us to leave here. But you know what? He's seeking after you today. That means he's searching. And he's searching with the intent to find. God bless you this morning. That's, that's the thoughts I had upon my heart. My prayer is, is that God's word would go out and find a place this morning. That if you feel like that you are vulnerable, let your guard down. But let it down where you let God in. One of the things that I tell many people that are married, I said, it's okay to let your guard down. Just be careful he let it down too. Don't open yourself up to being susceptible to the wrong people in the wrong place at the wrong time. It has to be the right people, the right place, in the right time. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to hush it. Jesus is never the wrong person. It's never the wrong time. And he's always in the right place. Let's get a song if we could this morning.